following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We're a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but let's face it, it's not what it used to be. My name is Jose Solorzano, and he is my co-host, the bad guy, but an all-around good guy, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going today? Doing great, man. It's a nice day. Mm-hmm. Rained earlier, but now it's great. I like the rain, man, because we had kind of like a heat wave for the last week and a half here in uh, good old uh, Canada, Ontario, Toronto, the T-Dot. So the rain was much appreciated this morning. I went for a nice walk, and the the rain, it just said Irish mist just on me, you know? It was, just, <laughs> it was very good, you know what I mean? Yep. I hear you, man. Now... It's it's beautiful weather after all mm. of that rain. Nice breeze. Mm, the breeze is what I live for. Yes, that breeze when it just yep. hits you. Oh, it's beautiful, man. And it's, it's so you know the rain kind of signified to me just the cleansing of what was this past week in wrestling. You know what I mean? Because yep. every day there's something new, and we could sit here for hours discussing this <laughs> week in wrestling. But we're gonna focus on two things this week, Jermaine. We're gonna focus on. AEW, they just had Double or Nothing this past Sunday. And we're going to focus on, and we keep on doing these, man, the recent releases by WWE, which just were big news yesterday and a shock to a lot of people that WWE would release certain talents. Uh, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. So we'll definitely discuss that because that is the main topic today. But let's just get with that being... AEW and AEW's double or nothing pay-per-view that happened this past Sunday. Now, Jermaine, unfortunately, I sat through pretty much the whole broadcast because, like I've mentioned before, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I always do this to myself. It's like I'm shooting myself in the foot early. You know, it's just, okay, I want to give these guys a chance because on paper, it seems like they have something, but they just always disappoint. Like, they start really good. But then it's just as it progresses, they just go down, 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 down into oblivion. And it's just, I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But last week I talked a lot. This is your show today. This, these are the things you want to discuss because I took over the last couple of weeks. So you start, my friend. Red carpet is yours. Where would you like to begin? Yes. Double or nothing. <laughs> there was some interesting moments in that show, I have to say. Okay, can we just say but, this? Sorry to interrupt you because I know, I know what yeah. you're going to uh, get to. Let's give them some props beforehand. I'm just going to give them some props, okay? Because we always okay. crap on them, and I want to give them some props. Because if you follow us on Instagram, at Smartdown Boulevard, that's at Smartdown BLVD. The, the night after, we did our top three moments, Okay. And some honorable mentions. So I'll, I'll say this, just to get it out of the way, Jermaine, just so people don't say, oh, you, all you guys do is shit on AEW. The Inner Circle singing along in celebration with the crowd at the end of the show, that was great. Epic. 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 Because, sure. and that was an honorable mention for me, the crowd. I mean, AEW fans are supportive, and they're very vocal no matter what is presented to them, good or bad or shit. Um, so good on them. The Icon Sting proved that he could still go at the tender age of 62, I believe. Um, and then... Dr. Britt Baker finally captured the AEW Women's Championship belt. Those were my the top three moments. Honorable mentions, like I said, the crowd, the triple threat match wasn't as bad as it was suppo- predicted to be. But still, 
pretty bad. And we're, we'll get to that, Jermaine, believe me. And I thought that the opening match between Hangman Page and Brian Cage was a great start to the event. It was a great opening match. And then that's probably as, as, as high as the, the night got for me. It was impressive to see Sting mm-hmm. at the ripe old age mm-hmm. of 62. Right. Pull off a decent match. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm proud of him. Very proud of him. And I'm surprised that he's still able to perform at, you know, that that caliber of of a superstar. And it's like he, had a, he, can, he can still go. It's like he had a chip on his shoulder that night. Like he was out to prove that he could still go and do these spots. And, and you know, even though he hadn't been in the exactly. ring for years, he's just like, oh, I'm going to show you that what I can do. If that means no selling a backdrop on the stage. So, yeah, that was that was good. Good, good for Sting. Yeah, yeah, man. And I'm, I'm curious to see if he can still pull out the stops and still perform at that level of consistency. Yeah, and consistently, I mean. And he doesn't have to be wrestling every week, and that no. just proves it. Saves thing for the big pay per views like Double or Nothing. I think the next big one is uh, All Out in September, right? All in, fall, yeah. Sometime, mm. All in, mm. yeah. All in, all out, same crap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I could imagine that he's going to be putting on a great performance at All In. Yeah, I mean they have to treat uh, him as an attraction. He can't just be like every week he he has to wrestle. No, he's he's an attraction. I mean, saving for exactly. the pay per views, people are going to pay their fifty bucks to watch that pay per view, all four and a half hours of it. So exactly, why not save Sting for it? Also, the uh, the Inner Circle Stadium Stampede match, the, the positive for me is the entrance of the Inner Circle. Them propelling down. Okay. I was kind of nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I thought Jericho's uh, wire was going to snap, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wouldn't be surprised if it did, too, carrying <laughs> all that weight. I'm not trying to hate on Chris Jericho, but... Yeah, that was an impressive entrance. Yeah. But I I couldn't help but think about the the Owen Hart tragedy. I'm just like, man, I hope these guys yeah. are safe. Yeah. You know? And it was pretty close to the anniversary as well. But hey, these guys pulled it off. They did. They did it in a safe way. The downside though, I think majority of that match was was taped yeah and it was it wasn't a match man it, that wasn't a match yeah it was basically cinematic That's, cinematic stuff. that was a movie a very horrible movie it um, was i hate those type it, of matches it, it was horrible and it got hokey a bit because you have these other sports guys helping out chris jericho throwing him uh, a laptop and other stuff to beat mjf with it was like uh, I mean, the worst like, part for me of that, have a match? Yeah, the worst part for me of that stampede was two two parts that were horrible for me. One was when um, Spears, they cut to Spears and he's sitting in the middle of the chair room where they keep all the chairs and then there's a bright light on him. Um, that that was horrible. I mean, if, if you're, if the illusion is that this is happening live, which it's not obviously, but the illusion yeah. is to do it that way. That obviously was there's production behind that. That's just not going to cut it. 
And then the whole scene where uh, Santana and Ortiz walk in, and then you have the heart, uh, you know, FTR there with uh, with with the club happening while the match is going on outside, and it's just it's just over the top. They're trying too hard. Cinematic matches have got to go, man. They've got to go. They yeah. just don't work, especially when you have a live crowd. Why? Why do that? It makes no sense. Yeah, you know, I got to the point where like. like Wow! Like after the the triple threat, you still have this stadium stampede thing happening. I mean, I, I was shocked. I'm like, holy crap! That's right. This is still up next. <laughs> like, yeah. and it lasted over 30 minutes. It was so long. I think it was like 40 minutes when all was. You know, I think it started at 11:20 and it, and it ended at midnight. Well, well, this is the thing. Like AEW should keep their pay per views short. Like, well, hey, if they have the ability to have it that long, then. I guess do it, but we don't need an almost hour match like that with a bunch of chaos. Like a lot of fans will have the attention span to be following that. And it, and the camera's zipping from here to there. Oh, we have Chris Jericho and MGF here fighting. And then, Oh, you have this person fighting in the back here. Yeah. Like, nah, man, you could have just, here's the thing, man. I, you and I probably wouldn't, we don't like it. We don't. I mean, we, no. wouldn't, we, we wouldn't consider ourselves AEW fans, but the AEW fan, the crowd, AEW fans are a different breed. They are yeah. a different breed. I was shocked that when when Sammy Guevara was making his way to the ring with uh, Spears, I was shocked, completely shocked, that the fans were still there waiting for something to happen. <laughs> they were sitting there watching that stuff for almost 30 minutes. And they didn't know that Jericho and them were going to come out to the to the front, right? They didn't know that because Jericho had already disclosed that it took them four days to film all that. So wow. they're sitting there watching this, not knowing if the whole if all members of Pinnacle or FTR, uh, sorry, yeah, Pinnacle or um, Inner Circle are going to come to the ring. It's like yeah. they're they'll sit through anything. Like AEW fan, like I said, the good, the bad, and the shit, they'll sit through it all. <laughs> they will, and and th- and that's why they'll keep on doing this stuff because the fans love it. They love it. St- they're very loyal, and they're a different breed of wrestling fan. I mean, the ECW fans were a different breed, but then you have AW fans, man. They're a different breed. I'm telling you, I- I've never seen yep. a fan base so loyal, so defensive, and so for everybody. Even the heels, like they cheer for the heels, and it- it's just it's it's a different crowd. It's a different crowd, and, and kudos to them for liking that because wrestling has evolved to that, if you want to call it. Because I, yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't know. I I don't know if I want to call that an evolution, maybe uh, regression. Yeah, <laughs> regression. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I I'm shocked. Yeah. I was shocked that people waited for that. They didn't know that was going to happen. You know, they're still there. No one left. It's like holy <laughs> crap. These people are still it's there. Like, it's like the after credits. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're waiting for the after credits. You know, it's like, oh man, like, ugh. and then he didn't even get like all the members of Pinnacle to come out. All the members of Inner Circle came out because they won, but you didn't get all the other four yeah. members of um, of Pinnacle to come out. Who knows if they were even in the building, right? So exactly, it, it was a it was a crazy night. It was long. It was such a long pay per view. Um, Anyways, and it wasn't even WrestleMania. <laughs> I know. So I know, but 
another positive thing, Britt Baker, MD, finally yeah. is the AEW Women's Champion. Yeah. Well-deserved. Finally. Good for her. Sorry, DMD. DMD. Not MD. Yeah, DMD. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know why it took so long for her to become champion, but I hope she holds the belt for a long time. Yeah. Well-deserved. She has put on some great matches. That match that she had a few months back when she was all bloodied up, that was like her, her Becky Lynch moment. But she she's awesome. She's she good. Can, she can carry the women's division. She just needs good partners to dance with. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with Hikaru Shida, they're, they're uh, like in any great AEW match. There's always, there's always botches. I mean, I mean, there's the yeah. you know, and I think that's because they're so um, liberal and they don't work through things like they should. Where in the WWE, they would obviously work through spots yeah, exactly. and make things work. But um, yeah. so many botches. There were a couple of botches there, and um. I, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. Like it is the talent's fault, but it's not the talent's fault. It's just the way things are running in AEW. But yeah, I'm yep. glad that she's champion. I mean, I think. I mean, to, to answer your question there, like, why wasn't she given this t- this opportunity sooner? She did get injured, so that kind of like stopped her her um, her ascent to the top there. But um, I'm yeah. glad that they built her up again, and yeah, I hope that she brings. Some credibility to that t- continues the credibility into that t- because you got to admit, like Hikaru Shida was a champion for a year, right? Yeah. So that's that in itself is is amazing, and uh, uh, it's not the last that we're going to see of Hikaru Shida for sure. I just wish no. my gripe about that rivalry is that they gave Hikaru Shida the new t- AEW Women's Belt a week ago, and then now she lost it. They should have just introduced a new one and gave it to Britt Baker to kind of signify exactly. like a passing of the torch or like, you know, this is a new era. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. of course, AEW doesn't do things um, normally, you know, in, in the in the traditional way. They do things their own way, sometimes not for the better. But, um, yep. yeah, I'm glad Britt Baker won. I'm glad. Yeah, she, she deserves that, though. Yeah. She put in the work mm-hmm. and I'm just hoping that they they keep it on it for a long time and that they have more people to have her work with. Hopefully, there will be some people coming her way, some fresh talents, but more on that later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess the, the rest is just negative stuff that I have to say about AEW. Shoot, this is what I'm here <laughs> for. Oh, man. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started the show a bit, so I'm just going to get into it. Omega, Pac, and Orange Face. Or, sorry. Freshly that squeezed. Guy. Freshly squeezed, yeah. Ugh. That three-way cluster. You didn't like it at all? Oh, man. I I just don't like... Orange Cassidy. Yeah, neither Putting do I. Putting him in there yeah. just takes away from the seriousness of that match. That's your AEW championship match. But then you have a guy in the middle of all the seriousness giving you little kicks in the middle of the ring. And then the other guy is forced to stand there and sell it and take it. But any other rational human being would just drop this guy 
in a second and then, you know, try to become the champion. But yeah, I, I don't know what, what what's the big deal with this spot. I, I really just don't understand. I don't know what the appeal is with him. I I, I don't think I don't he's that know. good. I really don't. He doesn't speak. It's a, it's a very niche market type of thing. Again, AEW like, fans love different things, man. I'm telling you, they're they're so into this guy. The fact that there you was think a false... he'd last in WWE. No, 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 he wouldn't. He'd be a Joe. No, he'd be. No. He'd be partners with. He'd be partnered with R Truth trying to win the twenty four seven championship. No, he'd he'd be like in a faction with Breezango, you know, with Tyler <laughs> Breeze and uh, what's his name, Fandango. I'm telling you this. Yeah. The fact that he did a false finish where it almost seemed like Orange Cassidy was going to win the title and the fans went crazy shows that people actually do think that Tony Khan or the EVPs would put that title on Orange Cassidy, right? I mean, he shouldn't yeah. be getting that pop. Do you? The guy th- he doesn't take anything seriously. That's his character, right? He throws he's whatever, whoever doesn't talk. When he talks, the guy has the biggest lisp in the world. Can't talk for <laughs> shit. Um, dangerous wrestler. The fact that he puts his pockets in and he does flips and, and, and everything is so ridiculously unprofessional. I hate oh that. Oh my goodness! I don't see the appeal. I don't think he's cool. I don't think he's anything like that. Um, he's just blah. But people seem to like him. I don't get people it. Love him. They I don't think, like him. They love him. Yeah, and the reason why I thought that and triple threat was want gonna, to see him as champion. Yes, be champion. Exactly. Yeah. The reason why I, I thought uh, that triple threat match was going to be bad was because of him, really. And it wasn't as bad uh, because Pac, I think Pac is really good. I mean, he doesn't have the size. Yeah, he is. Like, he's short, but he's built. He's athletic. He's still, he's intense. Yeah, he's short, but he looks. Yeah. He looks jacked. He's intense. I like Pac a lot. And <sighs> McFinger Bang, I, I hate his face. <laughs> I hate he's not the greatest in the world. He's overrated. Talk about overrated wrestlers. Um but I mean Oh man. He kinda looks like a, a wrestler. He looks the part, you know what I mean? I would have loved to see Pac and him go go at it, right? I think yeah. it would have been a little bit better. But it wasn't the match was, wasn't that bad. It's just Pac and his old sh- uh, not Pac, sorry, oh uh Orange Cassidy would have shit. It's just he's just Yeah. He's a mockery. I was I was listening to a bit of Jim Cornette early in the week and <laughs> Jim Cornette lost it when uh what's that guy that follows around Kenny Omega from TNA? Oh uh Don Callis. Don Callis. He lost it when he kept throwing in the different belts right. for Kenny Omega to hit people in the head with. Yeah. And uh, Jim Cornette's like I-, I don't even know all these belts that he's got. I, I gotta expect that he's a Intergender champion someplace. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, oh, man. Yeah, no, I was like, looking that up, too. Um, in the beginning when he won, I'm like, why does he have four belts? It should only be three, right? But Impact still has the TNA, World Heavyweight Championship. So that's the, yeah. four, that's the fourth belt. So it's the Impact Wrestling Champion, and then with that comes the TNA Championship. And with that, you know, and then you also had the AAA Mega Champions and then yeah. the AEW belt. That's why he has four. Which they're just, you know, you might as well have, I don't know, so a, a bag I'm wrapped around aware. with shit on your on your shoulders. But that's just me. 
<laughs> yeah, basically participation trophies. Yeah, just at this just point. sack of feces but all over his body. Really, with I'm belts. I'm honestly only aware of the AEW Championship, yeah. TNA Championship, and the AAA. What was the fourth one? Uh, the Impact. So it's Impact and TNA. Oh, okay. it's two belts. Okay. Yeah, that's that's wow. the confusing part. Which I mean, and the he's T- a TNA Women's Champion too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it's really. Coming. It wasn't really Tessa Blanchard, folks. It was Kenny Omega the whole time. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Another thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the huge mm-hmm. debut of yeah. Mark Henry? Oh, Mark Henry. You know, I. Are you excited? No, I. I, I, <laughs> I could care less. You know what? You know why I care? This is the thing. Because if they brought in Mark Henry to, I don't know. I don't know what his contract is. I'm just assuming here, just based on what I've been seeing from from Dynamite and AEW. He's going to come in and be an announcer for one hour every Friday. Okay? Fine. Good for you, Mark. Get your paycheck. But if they came and said, okay, he's going to be a coach, he's going to be a mentor... Um, he's going to teach these new guys on Elevation and Dark to, you know, they're going to teach him ring psychology and, and, and everything that he's learned in the business. Fine. I'd be excited because then there'd be some progress in AEW. He's just coming in to commentate to make some money. Do you honestly think the EVPs yeah. or Tony Khan or the young people are going to, like, want to go up and, and, and talk to him and gain this knowledge? Maybe some of them. But for the most part, no, I, I don't see that. They have a wealth of knowledge. They have Big Show, Mark Henry, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, uh, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. These guys should be the coaches, like telling them about psychology. But obviously, it's not happening. They're all just they're just collecting a paycheck. That's all they're doing. So I don't I don't care. You can you can bring in Samoa Joe as commentator at this point. I, I don't give a crap. It doesn't matter. These guys are obviously just collecting I think a paycheck. Benefit from him. They they just no man it doesn't matter unless he's in, unless he's wrestling they're not gonna benefit yeah. from from Samoa Joe I'm sorry it's just it's just not happening <laughs> it's not like that's just AEW yeah. these guys are collecting a paycheck and you know what when when WWE or whatever entity buy we'll get to this whatever entity owns WWE or whatever yeah. 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 um when they acquire AEW in 2025. And all these wrestlers are out of AEW and they start writing their books. They're going to say, you know what? Yeah, we joined AEW because there's this billionaire who was giving us money to do whatever the hell we want. We were collecting a paycheck. I can't, exactly. Jer- Jericho's going to say that. Mark Henry's going to say yep. that. Big Show's going to say that. Jim Ross is going to say that. Tully Blanchard is going to say that. These guys are just collecting paychecks. Let's be real. And you can add Christian exactly. to the mix too. So I'm telling you, man. They can commentate. They can bring in all these commentators, and they can do that. But that's not where the value is to me. If they came in as coaches and actual teachers, and taught these wrestlers what to do, and bring all that wealth yep. of knowledge of all these years in the industry to AEW to make that change, yeah, that's when I'd be excited. But they're not yeah. there for that. Let, let's be real here. It's uh, money speaks, and they have a idiot a nerd who's <laughs> who who's just you know dweeb galore like revenge of the nerds um yeah who's just spending his dad's money and just wild-eyed crazed yeah 
Stark raving mad lunatic. You think a guy who Mark who studies tapes, who says he loves a wrestling business, who loves statistics, loves watching promo. You'd think the guy would know how to do a promo to begin with. No. Oh, that that promo that you sent me about him talking about the other con. Yeah, he's he's, he's so, so cringe. He, he just comes off as a jealous mark. He is cringe. And we've, we've been doing business with New Japan Wrestling for, for years now. So, so <laughs> who's the real con? Huh? Yeah. There's only room for one con in the wrestling business. Like, shut your mouth. Yeah. Such a joke. Oh, I, I don't want to get involved on camera. I just want to be behind yeah. the scenes. Look who went back on the word. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's a mark. Nah, man. He's a mark. It's like I said, he is a, a he's acting like a little kid like we all used to do when we were younger, Jermaine. And the only difference is we would have toys as our wrestlers. He has actual living beings as his wrestlers and he's doing whatever the hell Thanks, he wants Daddy. with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daddy, I want that one. He was just released. No problem, son. Here's the money. And then boom, <laughs> there they have it. So, yep. that's AW wow. double or nothing in a nutshell, Jermaine. But I think I think we need to get to the main event, which is something that hit us hard yesterday, uh, Wednesday, because we're recording this on Thursday as always for a Friday release. Yep. We're gonna be talking about the recent releases by WWE. That really, man, there's so many things to discuss here. That we got to take a break and uh, we'll discuss them when we come back on the boulevard. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. The main event. And we're talking about breaking news that happened yesterday. Yes. During the day. And it was some wrestling world earth-shattering events <laughs> that took place in the WWE that left us all gobsmacked. Yeah. And uh, I, I am also, I, I'm still shocked, but I'm more shocked that they actually did this, but at the same time, I am not surprised about some people on this list yes okay so yesterday june 2nd we woke up to wv announcing that they released six wrestlers the six wrestlers that jermaine is talking about are braun Strowman, alistair black lana murphy ruby riot and santana garrett and i think we should go through every single one of them jermaine um just to kind of see if we agree and see if we can take this conversation a little bit you know, just extend it, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, All right, let's let's book this thing out yeah. as a pay per view, and yeah, let's start with the uh, the mid card, Santana Garrett. Yeah, Santana Garrett. For me, I'll be honest with you, the name just stuck out to me because I'm a big Carlos Santana fan. <laughs> so the name <laughs> Santana just st- stuck out to me. To be honest with you, never seen her in action. Don't really know much about her. Um. I'm again to me. This doesn't Santana Gary doesn't hit hard for me at all. I know she's an NXT talent. I don't think she made it to the main roster. So yeah, I have no 
idea who she is. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend here. Let's be real. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but all the best to her. All the best to her, of course. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. You know what? Ruby Riot. I think she was she was decent. She was she was good. And I think the women's division needs more of that rough type of women wrestler. Yeah. And I feel like WWE has a lot of women that look like divas right now. But I feel like they don't have enough of that gritty type of female wrestler, which you need that tough looking superstar to balance out the sweet, you know? Uh, it's like it's like a recipe, you know, you don't want to add too much sugar. It's like it's just it's, it's um it's diversity. I mean, w- when you think about yeah. it, if it's a PG product, right? Little girls are obviously are welcome to watch this product and they're going to look at the screen. Some people might just be Ruby Riot fans because they associate themselves with them. They see themselves in Ruby Riot. It's all about having yep. a diverse group of performers that will obviously attract all types of audiences, all types of, you know, female fans from all walks of life. And you're right, Ruby Riot is not your typical diva. A uh, very rough, yeah. very punk rock, um, very gritty. And um I, I think, you know, and, and she did everything. I mean, she, she's been jobbing for so long. She came back from injury yeah. just straight to jobbing. She maybe won a couple matches with her and Liv Morgan. And I'm surprised Liv Morgan didn't get released either. But um, I know. I was shocked. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure she went out there. She did everything that she was told and everything. But for some reason, they, they deemed to um, to let to release her as well. I... These wrestlers, by the way, got released due to budget cuts, which I still think is the most ridiculous huh. reason in the world because WWE yeah. has made billions of dollars this past year. And um, there's some theories behind why, which we'll get to. But yep. um, Ruby Riot, yeah, I um, she deserved better. And I hope wherever she goes, she will be successful because obviously she's somebody who goes out there and gives it her best shot no matter what she's given and thrown her way. And she could sell. Yep. She sold yeah, I was just everything. about to say, she can sell, man. Her facial expressions. Yeah. Everything. She's yeah. good. I, I like I like Ruby Riot. I, I wish she deserves better. So, you know, maybe this is just, you know, this is that next step for her. She Remember, you don't need WWE to be successful. We've seen that before. And um, exactly. I, I, hope that's, I hope that's the case for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up, we have Murphy. I I like Murphy quite a bit. He kind of he's kind of like pocket for me. Like he doesn't have the size. He can be a cruiserweight, but he can also be a heavyweight. He's athletic. Yeah. He's a great performer. Uh, I don't know so much about the promo, but that whatever he doesn't have in promo, he gives all all in the ring. Great matches yeah. in 205 Live. Great matches on the main roster. He was great with with Seth Rollins, but unfortunately, you know, as soon as they Seth Rollins took his sabbatical. He also lost team steam as well, so exactly. and he never bounced back from that. And um, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the people that I've talked to yesterday who are wrestling fans, mm-hmm. they're very high on Murphy. And I can't say that I've watched a lot of his stuff, but he's good. The few people that I've talked to love his stuff. He's good. 
yeah, a lot of people love his work in the ring. Yeah. And I, I'm, I wish that I got to see more of his stuff, but I, everyone is on the same page where, when it comes to his in-ring work. They all say that he's great at what he does. So I don't think that guy's going to have any problems whatsoever securing work or finding a new company to mm-hmm. to shine in. Absolutely. He's be great. Absolutely. And and I hope yeah, I mean he's he's in that same boat as Ruby Rye, like great performers, great selling, are told to do whatever they're given and they do it to the best of their abilities. So I, I definitely think that yeah, like you said, he will have work, he will be successful outside of WWE. And who knows, man, he might come back in the future. You never know all these performers that were let go. They might come back. And it's a good thing that they're not burning oh, any sure. bridges, right? You never know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Lana. <laughs> uh, can I just get this out of the way? She should Go have been ahead. released last year. Last year? Yeah. I'll try two years ago. Listen, I love her, <laughs> I, I love her her need and her desire to get better because she's she's been vocal about that, and I give her props on that. But it's just not enough. And I'm glad they put her out of her misery because she is not good. Yeah. Let's be real here. Long term. They gave her a gimmick. Horrible. Being put through tables for weeks. And look. That's how you know you don't respect someone. No. And look. And she she did it. She was told what to do. She went out and did it because she thought it was going to get better. You got to know from there. It was just a matter of time. And boom. They dropped the hammer on her yesterday. And it was a long time coming, man. I I I, I wasn't. She should have got let go when Miro got let go, right? So she yeah. lasted this long. They tried. It just wasn't working. When you paired her up with Naomi, Naomi is a far greater talent in ring ability, hands down, than her. And it's such a mismatch because when she gets the tag in, Lana's just missing things. She's just sloppy. She's slow. Her timing's off. Just horrible. Just completely horrible. So I- I'm glad they put her out of her misery. I wish her well, though, in acting and modeling and whatever the hell else she does. Um, maybe AW will snag her up and be with Miro. You never know. So, You know what? I will say this. She was good as a manager. And with the whole uh, accent that she had yeah, when she first debuted with uh, Rusev. Yeah. That that worked. It did, but they ruined her by making her a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, they they did. It just they did, man. Ugh. And I don't think. On a side note, I don't think Eva Marie will fare any better than Lana did. Look, I don't see it. Eva Marie will <laughs> fare better than her first time around if she doesn't step in the ring. If she's some sort of manager or she plays like an MVP role, but then who is she gonna? Manage. There's, I mean, slim pickings now in the women's division in WWE. So yeah, um, there's no tag teams left. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, if Eva Marie goes in that ring and tries to be a wrestler, as soon as she gets put in there with your Sasha, with your Charlottes, with your Beckys, with your Rhea Ripleys, it's just. You're gonna see the mismatch. Yeah, she's and, either gonna get embarrassed, yeah. or she's gonna hurt someone. Exactly. Knock on wood, or she's gonna get hurt. I don't wish that. 
when which yeah. I don't want to see because she's a fine specimen and she 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 should be protected. You know what I mean? Let, let's be honest. She's she, come on, man. She come is, on, brother. Come on, come on, brother. She's sexy. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. All right. So if she just stays outside of the ring, wrestling wise, that'd be great. To right? me, when it comes to wrestling and the women's division, I just want to see good work. Yeah. No matter how you look, of course. I just want to see good wrestling. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not up to wrestling standards you shouldn't be in the company either be a manager or go somewhere else and hopefully she proves me wrong i hope i i honestly hope that she surprises me where she's on the level with like a sasha or even a charlotte eva marie even though charlotte's a goat right now you're talking about eva marie says yeah talking about eva marie oh man i hope she proves me wrong listen and I hope she proves I, me wrong. And if she does, like I hope AEW will prove me wrong one day. Honestly, that that's the way I look. Yeah, at it. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> what percentage? Twenty five percent? No, that's that's you know you went double. I say about twelve percent, man. Twelve point five percent. All right, all right. That's just me, though. Yeah, we both know that's not likely to happen. But anyways, Lana. We wish uh, you she's well. She's probably going to join her, her husband in AEW someday. Yeah, of course. We'll see. It has to be. Yep. All right. We have two left, man. We have Alistair Black. He's up next. And this was shocking to me. And, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Because they invested so much in the last four weeks on this guy. A new package. Yep. Uh, I mean, they, they spared no expense, man. There's some animations in there, some good animation. The Dark Father gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I believe uh, is what it's called. I I honestly thought they had a big soul, and and I knew WWE was serious about him this time, and no punches pulled because they put on their Instagram page, "How excited are you to see Aleister Black? Are you excited? Yes or no?" I mean, on Instagram, yeah. WWE put. I'm like, this is it, and and I feel like that was a test, honestly. And you know what, I. Last time I like when I did it, it was ninety percent excited, ten percent not excited that he's back. Mm. So the fans were behind Alistair Black. Somebody yeah. backstage, I don't know if it's Khan, if it's Vince, if it's I don't know who it is, are not behind Alistair Black. And I, so there's there's conflicting reports about this uh-huh. because apparently he had a very good relationship with Vince McMahon, and Vince Vince McMahon would tell him that. He's very intriguing and whatnot. Right. But then you also hear that there was backstage rumors that creative was told not to draw up new plans for him or to offer up anything new for him. So which is it? They probably said that to them because they probably knew they were going to release him. Right. I don't know. Matt. I mean, yeah, some people, on, you know, sometimes you read the comments on WWE.com on WWE's Instagram. They're like, bro, I, <laughs> Bro, I just ordered my shirt two weeks ago and it hasn't even shipped yet. Now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, so there you it, go. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Why invest in a talent and then be like, yeah, you know what? Let's get rid of this guy. It's it, does that make any sense? It's dumbfounding. I, I really don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll never be in that position, either. and I don't know if I want to be in that position because it's just foolish. Yeah, they just had him on TV. 
beat the crap or kick the crap out of Biggie, which was nice to see. And then this week he said that they were going to push that rivalry forward, that feud forward. And then yeah, out of left he, like, field, took off Biggie's head. Yeah, and then out of left field, they release him. Shocking. So like, who do you put with Biggie now? Like, well, it's going to be interesting to see Apollo, SmackDown. I guess. Like, come oh, on, man. I don't know, man. I, uh, it's a shame. I really like Alistair Black. I liked his gimmick. I liked his in ring style. I again, he will do well outside of WWE for sure. But WWE just really dropped the ball on them, on him specifically in this list. Yeah, he yep. had main event potential. He was successful in NXT. Triple H really liked his work. Triple H even said Alistair Black could be something special, is something special. Yeah. And then yeah. now he's gone. After he, being pushed for four weeks, really, and investing in him, and now this. I, I, I'm you sure know AEW's going to scoop him, right? <sighs> I hope not. I just... Any guy who comes from w, who who comes from WWE into AEW just gets lost in the shuffle, man. They really. So where do. is he gonna go? <sighs> Probably not New Japan because there's a potential partnership happening with WWE. So, listen, I if I was Tony Khan, and now I'm just thinking as a mark with money, I would scoop him and Selena Vega up and put them together because that's what the fans wanted to see anyway, right? Just do it. I don't know if I like that. Just do I it. I liked her more with Andrade. Yeah, but the fans, you know, at the end, fans wanted her to be with Andrade because, you know, they they know. smart Again, smart marks know that they're married, right? So it, it's kind of like when Andrade was supposed to come back and they, they wanted Charlotte and, and, and her to be together. It's kind of like that. Fans, for some reason, like that. I don't like that. But I think that that's, I don't what, like that. I think that's what marks want. You remember when Becky was with Seth? I yeah. hated that. Oh yeah, when they were like the champions and they were always like together tag teaming and what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like no, we don't need. We need when it comes to wrestling, separate the work from the the shoot. Yeah, we don't need to see like real life shoot relationships on television. Yeah, unless there's some angle to it. But just because somebody's married to someone in the company doesn't mean they're automatic tag team partners and whatnot or they're in the corner, vice versa. Like, nah, man, I don't need to see that. Yeah, man, but like I said, marks are a different breed. <laughs> yep. Marks, not smarks. Marks. Yeah, not smarks, for yeah. sure. Marks. But, you know, wherever he goes, I wish him nothing but the best. He's a talent, man. He's just, he's a good talent, and uh, it's a shame. W, w just really mismanaged him from the beginning. Just horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Next up, um I don't know if it's surprising, shocking, um really, uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. I know my thoughts on this. I want to get your thoughts though, Jermaine, because I feel like you're kind of torn here. All right. So this guy had to stop. This guy had to stop the car because he's about to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here are my thoughts. I am legit shocked 
when I saw Braun Strowman's photo on yeah. Smartdown Boulevard's Instagram page. Because that's how I found out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? They released this guy? No way. And I was shocked because this guy was a former Universal Champion. Yeah. They pushed this guy big over the years. And he was in some big programs, some big backstage moments. You know, I I was legit shocked. But on the flip side, I'm not a Braun Strowman fan. And to me, he's just a big dude. But he is also, along with many others on this list, a victim of bad booking. And there was a time a couple years back, or yeah, a couple years back, where Braun Strowman was white hot. The get these hands chant was, everyone was, was saying that. And whenever his music hit, the whole arena would erupt. He was hot, man. And they should have put the belt on him. I was surprised that he wasn't WWE champion. This guy was in matches with Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, a bunch of top guys. And they didn't pull the trigger, even though the fans wanted to see him as champion. And then ever since that, he kind of fell off. It was just by chance that he got into that WrestleMania match with Goldberg during the pandemic. But other than that, they had no plans for him. He lost the Universal Championship. And then he just kind of just faded away into obscurity. Like he would show up here and there, shaved head, army shirt. And he wasn't such a big deal to me. I didn't care about him. So him being released is not surprising to me because WWE didn't really care for him anymore. But it's still shocking at the same time because this guy was a draw. Merch sales. Mm -hmm. The fans' reaction to him. Like, I get someone like uh, that Santana character or Alana. Or an Otis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but this guy who was a legit draw makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then this is where you got to look at the company as a whole and these and the creative team and Vince McMahon himself. You're telling me you can't draw something off for this guy? Like he's a big guy and he has a decent move set like he's a powerhouse. You can't think of something to do with him? They dropped the ball, man. It's like they had him on standby for whatever they needed last minute. It's like, okay, it's believable. He's a huge guy. Let's just throw him in there whenever we need him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was on call <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. Everything that you said there pretty much summarized what I thought. I was shocked because Vince McMahon usually loves these big guys. So yeah. I, I wouldn't think that he would let them go. It's so easy like this because I see Braun Strowman and I see him being very successful in a NWA. Uh, I see him on power, NWA's power a lot. I see him also being very successful in, believe it or not, Impact Wrestling. I feel like, they, but I feel like that's a big leap 
down for him. It is. It's going to be. But at this point, where to go? I I I almost feel like, and I hate saying this, uh-huh. he'd fare better in AEW. I don't like, think so. He would probably be AEW champion, given <laughs> probably like less than a year nah, if he were so. to if they were to pick him up. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. The way that AEW treats their big men, it's kind of stupid. They don't know how to book big guys. Look at Brian Cage. They're making him a freaking baby face. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, I don't they should have just kept him as a as a heel. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. It's just it's tough with Braun. I mean, okay, I wasn't a Braun Strowman fan, believe me. I wasn't. But he's a big guy. If you could have stuff for the great Kali to do, if you had stuff for the big show to do, these guys are willing to do whatever. Everything that you just mentioned there, Braun Strowman was down to do. Last minute, you need a universal champion for WrestleMania, he's there. You need someone to, to feud with yep. Shane because he's Daddy Warbucks' kid and he needs a match at WrestleMania? Okay, I'll do it for you. Um, you want me to. The fact that they didn't have any plans for him at WrestleMania yeah. 36 was just. Yeah, a shame. You want him to and tag? Then, you want him to tag with a six-year-old at the time at WrestleMania and win the <laughs> titles? He's down to do that. Like all these wrestlers that were released, were down to do anything for the company. With at least nothing has been reported that they were hard to work with or anything. They did everything yeah. they were told. Right? You put yep. Braun Strowman in a horrible swamp fight with Bray Wyatt. He did it. Yeah. Man, he, he drowned, and then he came back to life for WWE after that match. <laughs> so it's like, I don't understand. It's just total mismanagement. Total mismanagement. It is. That's what it is. The only person the the I can't defend is Lana, because we've seen it. No. They've given her chance. More. Well, I don't even want to say they've given her chances, because... I don't have a lot of faith in WWE's creative. Yeah. And at the same time, Lana isn't really a draw. I don't think she really has the talent. She doesn't. I, I don't think so. She doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be nice mm-hmm. and not diss her. Yeah. But when it comes to the rest of the women's division, she can't hang with a Charlotte. No. Bailey. No. None of these people. No. So. No. Like yeah, she, there was they had nothing for her, so you might as well release her. You wanted to tag with Naomi and have them face the Riot Squad for another two months mm-hmm. in a row on Raw. Like, come on, man. That's another. That's another topic. How Raw has just gone to the dogs. It's just well, not even horrible. worse. It's like the same thing over and over every week. I mean, it's just the same every thing. Week, the same matchups. It's just repetitive. Cedric versus Shelton. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Like man, Oscar is in every women's match. Like she's she's the one that's just thrown in there no matter what. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Well, you know, with all these releases, you would think that there'd be some bitter emotions through these six but these these six superstars they're not cutting their 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 ties to WWE at all i mean they're all very grateful there's a lot of support too with the other talent uh going towards these these entertainers you have sasha banks just tweeting love for ruby riot like we love you ruby riot um liv morgan also whoever's lucky enough to get ruby riot on their roster you win is what she tweeted miro being uh, the rock 
showed some support yes. for Ruby Wright. Yes, he did, and that's big. That's big. Yeah. You have Miro, of course. I mean, this is kind of—I don't know if this is sour or not—but he, he tweeted, "You can't soar with eagles if you're hanging with the turkeys." Um, I think it's the other oh, way around. Sure, that's, I, I think it's the other yeah. way around, though. Um, <laughs> but that's that's just me. Uh, Renee Paquette, what no, a horrible! It's not just you; it's me too. Yes, yeah, you too. <laughs> Renee Paquette, just really saying what I said, pretty much. What a horrible mismanagement of some really talented people. This sucks. Agreed. Yeah, and then Lana, she tweeted, I will never forget for the fans and the love they showed me, whether it was a tank, power suits, flags, crush, Rusev, 900, partners, wedding, or tables, I tried to always entertain you, and you definitely elevated me. Thank you, Trinity. I'm always your friend, bestie, says no matter what, Lana, uh, which is really good. Trinity is Naomi, by the way. Uh, yeah. Braun Strowman just tweeted, what a chapter in life. Thank you. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, and then... Andrade tweeted, welcome to the Tranquila Life, amigos, which is pretty much welcome to the calm life, my friends, genius, talented, talents, and he uh, tagged Murphy and Alistair Black. So, you know, that's, they're not cutting their ties with WWE, they're very grateful, which is good to see. Um, And the worst is this, and, and this is sadness behind this too, Alistair Black tweeted, I'm gathering my thoughts as this was a complete left field for me, as obviously we just started the Dark Father character, but this was it. Yeah. Thank you so much, WWE yeah. Universe, for allowing me to create and give you small bits of myself. Yeah. So. Apparently, he damn. appeared on Thea Trinidad's Twitch live stream yes. yesterday, and he said that basically the last two years was a slow death. Yeah, it was. And you could, yeah, you, you could legit see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. One more thing I want to bring up, and this this is the theory as to why this might be happening in the WWE. And yes, yes. And you got to take this with a grain of salt. And you got to take yeah. all these things with a grain of salt. Because, again, this dirt sheets, it's speculation, it's uh, AT&T, you had Disney, ESPN, and NBC as well have been rumored to wanting to buy WWE. But it looks like NBC is a front runner. They're looking into buying World Wrestling Entertainment. And some movement has already been made in that direction. So we can even recall this all the way back to January 2020 of last year when Vince McMahon fired WWE executives, uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, with Nick Khan coming in in August 2020. And ever since then, everything's been going into that theory. You know, Vince McMahon went with a new direction with Nick Khan, who immediately did away with the WWE Network and sold the streaming rights to Peacock, which is owned by NBC. And that That's was crazy. a $1 billion multi-year deal. $1 billion. Now, no figures have officially been brought up to WWE. Sources say that the deal, if with NBC, comes to fruition. They're saying that it would be between 2 to $4 billion that they would be paying to Vince McMahon to buy WWE. And when you think about it, Vince McMahon is turning 76 this August and is said to be looking at Nick Khan to set up WWE to be sold in the coming years. And moves are already being put in place for that smooth sale. So when you think about all these superstars being released, WWE 
is clearing house and streamlining their roster of superstars and office staff with releases and layoffs to cut back on payroll spending and increase the profit margins to make WWE look attractive as possible to NBC or any other company when the time comes to to make the sale. So many superstars who WWE would have never released, like your Braun Strowman's or Aleister Black that you that they were pushing right now are now being let go in an effort to cut back on spending and big contracts. Braun Strowman apparently signed in 2019, a multi-year contract that saw him making $1 million per year, which wow. is crazy. So there's all this talk about Miss McMahon's getting ready to sell WWE. And I say, take this with a grain of salt because personally, I don't see that man selling WWE. I don't, it would be a disservice to Stephanie Shane, Triple H at this point, because who knows if they're going to maintain their their status in the company if they sell it to whoever they sell it to, right? Because when new management comes in, you know they want their own people running things. It's going to be completely different. Yeah. So unless they do something where the UFC, where like UFC was sold for I believe five billion dollars, but they still kept Dana White as their face of the UFC. If they come up exactly. with that type of deal, maybe I see it happening. But come on, man, like. That would be such a big shock to everybody. Vince selling WWE, something that his father pretty much started, and he took over and made it into this big mega conglomerate. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the end goal. Having a big payout of $4 billion. Maybe this is it. Hey, man. When you're that rich, you want more and more and more. Nothing ever satisfies you. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It is... It is this news is to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. And it can make sense because you've had people like Triple H and Stephanie have even been selling off some of their stocks in recent years, right? Triple H as well. They're staking the company. Yeah. Triple H and Stephanie sold so, stocks earlier this year. So Exactly. So maybe sorry, something is brewing. But yeah. I don't think Vince would want to take his finger off the pulse just yet. I think he still has some stake or some things he wants to accomplish in the company. So who knows, man? We got to play the waiting game to see where where everything lines up. Let's just say that if we wake up tomorrow, next week, next month, or before the end of the summer, and we see that Vince McMahon sold WWE to X company, would you be surprised? A little bit, but... Yeah, I would. We saw... And I'd be heartbroken. I would too. But to be honest with you, everything that they're doing is pointing to um, that. Because remember, last week they let go of a lot of sta- in-house staff. Your digital, mar- yeah. your digital team. A lot of people work in the offices. They let go. Hundreds of employees. So yep. why? And it's all budget cuts? Come on. You, you don't need to make budget cuts. You're making money. Vince is making money. There's something- well, they did this in 2020 as well. With the yeah, pandemic, exactly. they released yeah. a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And they said it was due to budget cuts, but WWE netted somewhere of upwards of over a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so just give me just give me one percent of that and I'm happy. <laughs> me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be honest with you, again, like I'd be surprised because wow, Vince actually sold the company. But I wouldn't be surprised because all these steps that they've been taking over the last year and a half, going on two now, have pretty much cemented that, yeah, the company might be being sold to the highest bidder. 
And but then again, I think about this, Jermaine. Why would they want to do this when they're trying to quote unquote bring in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Again, take it with, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're letting go of the, of, the, of these talents because they're going to try to bring in these other international stars from New Japan Pro Wrestling into WWE. Exactly. There's so many yeah. theories, man. There's just so many theories. We don't know. I wish I was in those board meetings, honestly, just just to fly in the wall. Yeah. Because yeah. It, would, it, it would make some sense as to why they're letting go of so much staff during these hard times of the pandemic. Only time will tell. That's our truth used to say, man. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it's a conspiracy until they've co- they come out and really, or until something is, we wake up in the headlines say oh. WWE sold for X amount of money to X company. Uh, obviously, NBC being the front runner. It's no longer a family business, Jermaine. It's all about Wall Street and it's cutthroat business. That's what it is. Because Nikon, yeah. Nikon don't give a crap. He's cutting anything that he sees because yo he's he's about saving the company money because at the end of the day if he saves x amount of money guess what he gets x amount of bonus at the end of the year and that's all he cares about that's right that's an executive for you they don't give a crap who knows soon enough we might hear what's tom bowman doing in the impact zone (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe you never know you never know that is wrestling, and honestly, we can elaborate a lot more on this because I guarantee you tomorrow when we wake up, there'll be news that we wish we would have talked about today. But then by that time, the show will be ready to go live. <laughs> that, exactly. That's what wrestling is this whole week. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Tell me more. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it's all free? All free. Yes, you heard it again. Free. So Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the boulevard. Welcome back to Smartdown Boulevard. Episode 62 is in the books, Jermaine. And remember, Smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen for more content to connect with us and for all things wrestling related find us on instagram at smartdown boulevard that's at smartdown blvd to keep the conversation going until next time smarks tuck your chin in this is smartdown boulevard